I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decommission. Yeah, so hi everyone. Uh, just a, f- a, a heads up, a fair warning. My new cat, Jiggy, is outside of my closet door uh, playing with his favorite toy, Mouse, and um, might be making some <laughs> uh, noise like that that I think you probably heard. And, I didn't uh, even pick up that one. Well, he's like, he's not meowing. He's like playing with his toy. Um, he is meowing, but not right now. The other thing that you might hear is the sound of him going, Brow! which is his signature <laughs> meow. cute. He's he's adorable. I've talked about him in the, the last couple episodes because he's very new and he was a bit of a difficult transition into our house because he was a feral cat. So he he was hiding and hissing and genuinely you're generally feeling uncomfortable. So it's been very nice. He really opened up way faster than we had any any thought that he was going to because after a week and a half of only hiding and hissing and spitting he just all of a sudden was like nah i'm done with that i'm gonna come rub against your legs like nothing no like it wasn't a slow progression it was a quick no it was immediate quick change yeah it was like he was just like i'm done hiding hi hello i'm jiggy yeah and it's been really nice it's been he's still he's still having some some struggles you know getting used to the the space but that's it's it, this this weekend i think is is a month that we've had him i think we got him the last weekend in february and the only real issue right now is that our 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 first cat she's just kind of she had a couple bad um cat situations in the past so she's just still adjusting she's not being aggressive she's not cornering him she's not blocking his food she's not she's not she's not doing anything that would be looked at as aggression because she's she's not a dominant cat and she's also just a wiener so like anytime that that she's hissing at him it's she's like backing away and like hiding she's not like inching towards him and all he wants to do is play with her mm-hmm. like today he is his his favorite toy the mr mouse and um she likes to sit on the dining chairs under the dining table and he brought Mr. Mouse under her chair and was like playing with it uh near her and like showing her. He was like putting it in his mouth and like looking at her and then like Aww. dropping and playing with it. It was really cute. Play with and me. if it, if Aww. I had got if it had been at a better angle, I would have gotten a, vid- a video of it, but he's 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 just the cutest and he's so squishy. He looks like a pile of mashed potatoes. Like That's he's why such I an always interesting call him potato. Well, his name is Potato, because his name is Jigaimo, which is potato in Japanese. I say that with so the most cute. American accent ever. But he's he's named after a plush toy that I won in a crane game in Japan, and he looks just like him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's we've been we've been we've been waiting for Jiggy for two years now. And um he's great. He's a he's a really good boy, but he's he's he they said he's three because it's hard to gauge cats ages in in certain like they they can tell windows so his window was like one to three I, i'm guessing and they just put him as three he is 100 percent younger than three he's a kitten mm-hmm. like he's and our the, the, the foster parents for him so this too that he's he's probably maybe two 
I think he's like one and a half tops. He's oh, he so he's just doing yeah, he's just doing things that are so kitteny. And my cat, when I got her, they said that she was one, but there's no way that she was even one. Because she she still like grew out her fur a little bit. Like she was like maybe maybe I mean if she was one, it was like she had just turned one. And so but I think she was more like nine or ten months old when I got her five years ago. But Anyway, that's yeah. my cat saga. So you might hear Kira's cat and you might hear my stomach. I I swear, I got home from work and I was not hungry at all. Like, I'm just going to wait till that's after I record to eat. Is. And now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, my stomach's going to start rumbling. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Ethan went to go pick up food for us. Um, he's We live kind of close to uh, LA's Koreatown. And I, 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 both of us really love Korean food, so it's, it's dangerous. Oh, you're gonna. Make I me see more hungry. your paws. I see your paws. Oh, are his paws coming under the door? Yeah, he's like, let me in. <laughs> this is the first time that he's been, quote unquote, alone in the apartment, uh, where like both Ethan and I have been out at the same time. I think, which I'm not out. I'm right here. But I think Ethan's gone to like the grocery store. But then I've come home, like, within 10 minutes of him leaving or something, so. Yeah. But he's, he's fine. It's just very funny. Yeah. We were worried. I'll, I'll stop talking about my cat in, like, a minute. But we were really worried because we only met him over Zoom before we actually, like, took him home because of COVID. And we were really worried that, like, he wasn't going to like us. Like, the spark wasn't going to be there. Because, like, we definitely had the spark when we saw him, like, on pet finder or whatever we were like oh no that's our cat we found him we've got to we've got to talk to him because it was like right when we were actually starting to like legitimately look for a new cat and both of us were just like yeah we gotta we gotta talk to his 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 foster people and so it was through a shelter the shelter had like in the application in the application they were like okay what which of our cats are you looking at and i mentioned him and a few other cats and the dude was like okay well you know i'll get you in contact with his name was Horatio at this shelter. Absolutely terrible. Um, he's like, I'll get you in contact with his fosters as well as the other people's fosters. And the other people, well, he was, like, really trying to get us to adopt the, the other cats instead, never contacted us. Because we were open to seeing other cats because we, we did want another cat. And if we couldn't get Jiggy, like, that wasn't, you know, we were going to still get another cat. Mm-hmm. And they never contacted me. And even after we met him over Zoom, they were like, oh, do you still want to meet the other cats? It's like, yeah. And we want to meet the other cats. Also, also, like, why would we not just want to meet some cats? It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just over Zoom. And they still never got back to me. And it was really unfortunate because when we were talking to his foster people, they had said that there was a, we were, like, second in line, basically. That there was someone before us who was, like, had been thinking for a few days about whether they were going to get him. Whether that was a sales tactic or not. I don't know, but I don't know why it would have been because we were like really adamant. We were like, yeah, we we are really interested in right. him. It's like, not like from you the get go. Take him. Yeah, no. Um, but that person apparently like backed down, so everything was good. But then they didn't tell the foster family that we had adopted him, and I was like, yeah, I'm so excited to pick him up. She's like, oh, you did it go through? It's like, yeah. Why didn't they tell you? What? Communication not on point. No. Um, their foster, his fosters were great though. They've been, they were super communicative with us. Like when, when we were having some trouble with him where it's like, are we doing everything okay? Like, we're, you know, is everything, do you think it's okay? And they were like, yeah, you're doing everything fine. Don't worry about it. That's really nice he, that they were still involved. 
Yeah. Well, and he was returned once because he was a feral cat. So, like, when he first got into the, the new people's house, he, like, hid behind their washing machine and was, like, hissing and, and being genuinely upset. And they just gave up. The shelter only has a 30, uh, I'm sorry, a, a three-day return policy, which is kind that of weird. seems bonkers to me. Three days isn't enough to adjust and decide. No. No. I think it's, I think a 72-hour, 70, 70, hmm. I think a 72-hour window is way too short. And I think those people just gave up. Because, I mean, it took him, what, at least 10 days, so like three times as long, over a week. It was a week and a half. So it was like Mm -hmm. three three times as long to even begin to, to warm up to us. And, I mean, I'm obviously... I don't want to say I'm glad they returned him, but I'm, I think it's serendipitous that they did because then he got to come here. So it's, you know, it's, it's karmic. It's, it's, you know, fate in a lot of ways, but it's just, it's just, it bums me out. And the other thing that I will say, and it's something that I've learned about myself specifically, but it's something I would, I would maybe tell people is feral cats are very different than already like bred domesticated cats because like i've i've grown up with cats i've had many many cats in my lifetime that makes it sound like i've had (laughs) way too many but i've had i grew up with at least two cats in my household the whole time so i've grown up with i've gone through a few like at least like six cat introductions six new cats in my parents house i got my own cat and i had to do a cat introduction with my roommate's cat with her and they were all, you know, different within themselves, but they were all, except for maybe Gideon, who we don't think he was feral. We think he was, like, maybe he'd gotten out of someone's house or he was, like, a barn cat. But he was, like, the closest thing to feral cat that I'd ever had. And mm-hmm. I thought that Jiggy was going to be like Gideon. And Gideon, my parents' cat, um, who we got about 10 years ago he, he was, he's like the best cat in the world. He's, he was like super easy to to introduce to the house. He was like never really afraid. He, he's just a really chill cat. And so I was kind of expecting that like, oh, you know, Jiggy's been outside, but you know, he's probably, he'll probably be fine. No, he was a completely different kind of cat. And I, I personally would not recommend anyone who is not super, super well-versed in cats or cat introductions or just new cats in general or feral cats to start with a feral cat yeah that would be tough or even it's, as, it's as dedicated you have to have a lot of dedication like ethan oh, was sleeping yes. in the closet on the floor yeah. you made sure someone yeah. was home with him and you were able to because ethan mm-hmm. works from home i mean i i want to give a special shout out to ethan's friend wes who he does this podcast with that we talked about and he had a feral cat introduction and a feral cat like introduction to the home and introduction to another cat and if without his advice without him saying yep that's exactly what my cat did or you guys sound like you're doing the right thing without that i i i i would have been really struggling i don't think we ever would have given him back because that's that's not what we ever wanted to do it's not ever what we were planning to do it's not really anything we ever thought about um, but one, like, it, it might have been, like, a passing thought of, like, what if, it, the only time that it really ever passed through my mind is, like, what if he hates us? Right. Like, like what, what if we absolutely have to, to take him back? Like, what if he's really violent towards us or he's really violent towards our other cat? Like, what, what, like, what if? 
But it was never something that it was always ever a what if. It was never a, oh, well, we might have to. It was just a what if. And he's, he's a chomper. Like, he likes to bite at people's legs sometimes, but he's a baby and we're able to train him out of it. We, you know, we're looking at ways to, to, to get that to be toned down. And it's, 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 I mean, pack bonding is a thing. And I, the minute I saw him in, in, in that Zoom call, it was like, we saw him on the pet finder and he was like, yep, that, that's our boy. But then we saw him in that Zoom call. It's like, yep, that's our boy. And we immediately were like, we got to get him. Such a cute story. I know. I just wish people could meet him. <laughs> but I can't he, wait to meet him someday. I know. Well, and I'm I'm such an advocate for chatty cats because Gideon's a really chatty cat. My cat is a very, very chatty cat. And he is a super chatty boy. And I just love, I love talking to my cats. Yeah. I just love it. It's so I'm, fun. Ethan's cats are very chatty. I'm so happy Trouble ended up being a chatty cat because you met Trouble when I first got oh. him and he was not a chatty cat at all. No. But well, now he's, he's, he's a super he's little chirpy boy are so too. Cute. Yeah. I well, was and Greta so, was super chatty, too. Yeah. I was so worried about trouble when Motorcycle. I was helping my friend Kirsten move to Chicago because I was gone for three nights. And I've had him over a year, and I'd never been gone more than one night. I think I spent Christmas night at my mom's, or Christmas Eve night, and then I spent that one night at your parents' house when I went to visit, visit them after I was vaccinated. But other than that, I hadn't been gone more than a night, so... Laura came to, to feed him and everything, and he, he wasn't as playful with her just because he doesn't know her as well. But he was so happy to see me when I got back, and he bounced back. He's a good so. boy. He's a good boy. He's such a good boy. He's just so used to me being home because of COVID. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's... And it's really interesting because my sister's cat passed in November, and that was really hard because she was only eight, and it was this really terrible disease that should have been totally curable and treatable and it just didn't end up being and it was it was really heartbreaking and so she's she's been kind of on the lookout for a new cat and so it's like both of us have been uh you know looking for 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 new cats that's just, it's just been this interesting interesting dynamic of new new cats all around because I mean Trouble yeah Trouble's only been there for for years so he's still pretty new mm-hmm. he's he's very he's very situated and very comfortable now but it's just kind of it's just it's just interesting yeah so much change yeah well oh that's what I was going to say is um so she's she's been looking for she started looking for a new cat before we did because she's been looking since I think January and she has a she they found a cat but she was pregnant so she had her to have her kittens and now they're just waiting for her to wean and all that stuff but they've been going to the same shelter to keep looking at cats because that shelter is just cycling in cats in and out so rapidly because people because of quarantine and because of the, the work from home situation and because of all of that cats are just they don't stay in shelters for very long which is very good part. oh it's great but um yeah it's just it's just really interesting so it's I was kind of scared when we were looking at Jiggy because it was like, I had just, I submitted the application. They're like, you know, we're getting an influx of applications. You might not hear back for a few weeks. I was like, oh, he's going to be gone in a few weeks because he had videos on his page of like him being super chatty and super friendly and like playing and, and getting scratches. And I was like, he's going to be gone. Like, we're not even going to be able to see him. But then the next day they got back to me. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic. I hope that... Once things really start opening up again, that 
people still take care of their cats and there's not a huge influx of cats going back to shelters. That would be so sad. I really hope that. That would be, that'd be really crap. And I'd be really upset because pets are not a fleeting thing. And it's like in both shelters that I've gone through for my cats have had very specific rules. One is that you can't declaw your cats because it's inhumane. Which, for you, you have to get a declawed cat because of your apartment situation, but right. you're getting cats that have already been I was going to say, I would never declaw a cat. That's why I only get, yeah. I typically get older cats that are already, well, yeah. typically, I've only gotten one cat since Greta, but. Yeah, but there were, you, the, the fact that you even had, like, a bunch of options of declawed cats is sad. Yep. I mean, it, the fact that it's still such a thing. For people who don't know, declawing a cat is basically breaking their bones and ripping the fingertips yeah, off. Like amputating. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's 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 crippling a cat, basically. Yeah. And I think it's disgusting it's, that apartments like mine make you have your cats declawed. And also the fact that that Treble was backfoot declawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's so disgusting to me, is that like I'm not saying I agree with it. But I can understand why people would want to make their cats declawed because so that they don't scratch at a scratchy at your furniture and like all that stuff. It's horrible. I don't agree with it, but I understand where they're coming from. Back foot declaws make no sense. Mm-hmm. None. There's no cats. Do, the only thing they can I don't know scratch with their back claws is if they're like you know you're playing you're playing with them and they like bunny kick your hand. I don't know. Yeah, that's it. Oh, it's disgusting. I don't get it either. Yeah, they told me that. I was like, what? And then I found out he has no teeth, too. I'm like, oh, this poor baby. Do you think that they took out his teeth, or do you think that they fell out? I don't out? know. I think they might have fallen out. I mean, he is 15. I hope, I hope that they fell out. That sounds so mean, but it's like, I, no, I hope it, they fell No, it's better this. than them pulling them out. Well, who would have pulled them out? Like, that's my question, is it's like, I don't think a vet, I don't think there's any vet in existence who would rip teeth out. Yeah. That like, makes me more just hopeful because someone... that they, they fell out. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm speaking from a, like, I, I'm sure there are disgusting vets out there who would, you know, ruin the name of veterinary science by doing that, but I would, I just, mm, it just sounds, it, it baffles me. Yeah. But. But Trouble's with a good home now, and he's very happy. He is. Yeah. No, you're, my, my you're a smelly, sm- smelly, chirpy boy. Smelly, chirpy boy. Big bright eyes. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk about. <laughs> We've been the- talking about cats for 20 minutes. <laughs> hey. You know, sometimes you just gotta talk about cats and not the 2019 movie. Um, so this week was Buffalo Dreams, the movie that Sarah knew nothing about. I'm going to be brutally honest about something. I was so tired when we watched this movie that I didn't write down any morals. I wrote down a couple things that I was like, you're gonna forget this. Yeah. So, uh, this might be an interesting episode. (laughs) But I've had a bit of a rough couple weeks at work. There's just been some heavy-duty stuff that I've had to do, and I've had a job transition at my job, so it's just, it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a month. It's been, March has been interesting. Mm. And I know that February was also really busy, so it's, I'm really hoping that April is, like, calm. Not so busy. Oh, I hope it, I really just want April to just be, like, a, a chill month, but probably won't be. Yeah. I feel like we also talked a lot during this movie we would start talking about cats or other yeah but that's because my my new cat was on my lap and was getting it was like yeah so i will say i did miss some stuff because i was distracted and we'd get into conversations which is fine but but this movie was also this movie was also really chill 
Yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It was just a really... It was just a really calm movie. Mm-hmm. It had some turmoil in it, don't get me wrong, but it was... I'm really glad that it wasn't, because actually the fact that it was really chill and calm kind of matched my own thinking speed. Because next week we start our two high school musical movies, and if we'd been watching those on Friday night, I would have passed out. Yeah. I would have been like, this is going way too fast and hard for me, I'm done. <sighs> Bye. Which is the opposite of what I thought. I'm like, oh my oh my gosh, it's a super chill movie. Halfway through, I'm like, Kira's gonna fall asleep, but nope. I'm you would have fallen asleep I, during I mean, a more energetic movie, which is really interesting to me. It is, and I I would not have known that without it actually happening, if that makes sense. Like, I had to experience it before I, I, I knew that that's what was happening. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I I had no idea that that's that's how I was going to feel, but it was it was nice. I this movie, on there's only like two IMDb trivia things, and one of them is like completely useless. But the other one is like, this is one of the most unknown Disney Channel original movies, along with these other two movies that are not really well known. It's like yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, you're right. I I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Didn't know anything about it, and I didn't want to know anything about it until I watched it. Yeah, it it was nice though. Like I'm gonna, I jumped the gun a little bit, but I it was it was kind of a movie that I was hoping for because like I I'll talk about this later, but like that's just what I'm gonna I'm gonna lead with. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. blurb. I like that there wasn't anything overly dramatic. No, which a lot of decoms have. So yeah. it was really refreshing in that aspect. Okay. This movie is TVG. It's from 2005. It's an hour 29. It's drama, coming of age, and buddy. And you know what? The this buddy's is, back. This is more, this is far more buddy than right on track. That's um, true. I wouldn't say that it's super, I wouldn't, I don't know if I've like watching it would be like, yeah, this is a buddy movie, but it fits into the category enough that I'm not upset about it. I feel like the most buddy part was the the bully gang on their bikes yeah and they were all buddy buddy yeah buddy buddy Buddy, buddy. bullies on their bikes so the blur for this is unhappy moving from the city to new mexico 14 year old josh reluctantly helps his navajo friend thomas with a buffalo herd thomas tries to explain the importance of the buffalo to josh but his lesson falls on deaf ears especially after josh's newfound friends quote-unquote trash a sacred spot to teach them a lesson, Thomas's grandfather sends the two boys on a vision quest with surprising results. Mm, this is kind of not exactly the story of this movie. <laughs> it's like almost, but not really. So, so yeah, fourteen-year-old jo- Josh moves to New Mexico to basically live either on a reserve or near a reserve. Uh, like a Native American reserve, and he really likes biking, and so he's biking along the path, and Thomas and his sister, who's mute, and their friend Moon, who I really wanted to like, because his first shot, you just see him through a telescope doing this weird dance, but then <laughs> he kind of sucks. He kind of sucks, though, and I'm really bummed. Yeah. He's just got his we weird really, kid. We were really hoping he was just going to be in that one scene and never seen again. Just this random guy dancing out in the fields, and... That's all we yeah. see. Them. I wasn't super I wasn't super into into Moon, but you learn about the buffalo 
And one thing you learn about the buffalo is that they only respond to the song, Lean On Me. Or as the Disney Plus captions like to refer to it, somebody to lean on. Let me tell you what, guys. <laughs> I am... This is, this is the, this is like the, the cherry of the captions. Because that was honestly like, somebody didn't look up the name of this song. Right. They didn't look and you up know the they probably paid a ton on? of money to use this song and they couldn't even get the caption or the title right in the captions. Yeah, that was so weird to me. Wait, was it all, was, was it all the buffalo that responded to yeah. that song or just the one? Nope, I thought it was, it was just buff- the one buffalo. Nope, it was all Never the buffalo. Because, like, Thomas did it the first time, or Thomas and Moon did it the first time, and then Josh did it when he went to go pee out in, on the rocks, and then that other buffalo. Because the first buffalo was that baby buffalo, and then the buffalo, once Thomas fell off, or when Thomas fell down, that was a big buffalo. I don't know why I assumed it was the same buffalo just aging <laughs> over time, but it, this movie probably took course over, what, two, three days? I don't know how long, but it seems it seems like it was far, far, far too short of a time span. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Josh really likes bikes and the weird the not weird. The mean white racist people in the in the age group, so like the teens are the biker gang basically, and he wants to join them and be have be their friends because they're the biker people and they're popular and you know why not and so so thomas and moon and scout the mute sister show josh their like secret swimming hole and then josh shows it to the mean biker kids and then they defamate that they they spray paint it and they put graffiti all over it and thomas hates josh he's hated him the whole time and Josh then tries to get back at the biker gang because he's mad at them. He said, why'd you do that? Blah, 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 blah. But Thomas and Josh aren't getting along. So Thomas's grandfather sends uh, sends them on their vision quest. And Thomas has one about Buffalo. And Josh has one about an eagle that can talk to him. And then they're friends, and then Josh decides that he needs to beat the main biker kid at a, in a race, and so he, like, you know, practices every day for only a week. But then as they're doing their big race, he sees that the buffalo are stampeding into town, and they're going to destroy the town, so instead of finishing the race, he finds Thomas, and they get the buffalo, and that's that. So, so that's kind of the gist. It's, I was thinking about this. This movie is, I know I haven't talked about it in a while, but I have my three, my trifecta, my story, world, character, trifecta. Bringing it back. All yeah, right. I know. This is like an entirely world movie with like a tiny bit of character. And there's yeah. like a little bit of plot, but like the plot is pretty minimal. And as I've mentioned many times, I really like world character Technically, I really like character world movies, and this is a world character. So, like, I I really like just learning about their lives, learning about their town, how they live there, you know, kind of learning a little bit about the people, but it was, like, it was nice. It was nice. And like yeah, I said, it and was I feel like you chill. had a little mini world with their dream sequences, too. Yeah. There was so much really bad green screening in this movie, though. 
the flight scene. Oh god. It's always flying with green screen and decoms. So so Yeah. Oh, do you want to know the blurb for the the group watch slash mobile? I do actually. It's just two teenagers are sent on a vision quest by a Navajo elder. That seems borderline racist like yeah. that seems basically like well it's about navajo gotta focus on the vision quest when that's really it's yeah. really more about i guess i can do like my little thing my my th- my mini blurb for this would be two friends or two boys from different backgrounds learn learn what's important in life and for themselves or something that's like yeah it's That'd more so about them better. coming together than them them learning to love themselves and nature and find the friendship. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I get where they were going with with the big blurb. The the sharper blurb is a problem, but yeah. well, that could probably take us right into the moral. It's since true. that kind of ties into the moral of the movie. Um, you are probably a better person to start for morals if you have anything written down because I'm I have two i only wrote down one actual moral when i was watching it Mm. i had a couple of joke ones too my main one that i had written down watching it was you have to stand for something bigger than yourself Hmm. my joke ones were sunrise is a time to sleep just because that's a moral (laughs) i live by i i don't watch the sunrise in the morning because i'm sleeping yeah and when they were having the race at the end the whole race to end racism yeah. Oh. Well, and my, my one of mine is just don't be racist. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then thinking about it more, I I was looking more into it, and I found the Native American Code of Ethics, hmm. and there were a couple things in there that kind of tied in, like respect all things that are placed upon this earth, whether it is people or plant. Mm-hmm. There's also all persons make mistakes, and all mistakes can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. AKA Josh and his mistakes that he made. Um, keep yourself balanced, mental self, spiritual self, emotional self, and physical self. And there's also make conscious decisions as to who you will be and how that will, how you will react slash be responsible for your own actions. Yeah. So there were a lot of things that kind of tied in from the code of ethics too. Yeah. My only other one was really just like, uh, don't pretend to be something you aren't. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the one that's respect yourself and or re- respect yourself, each other, and nature is probably mm-hmm. the best moral for this movie. Yeah, which is basically was... the first the first code that you read. Yeah, respect all things that are placed upon this earth. Yeah, yeah, I think that fits pretty well. Yeah, because that could apply to a lot of people. A lot of them were yeah. specific, like a lot towards Josh and how he made mistakes and had to learn them. But yeah, respecting all things could be for everyone the bullies josh thomas yeah i i think that fits pretty well i don't think it's like the most mind-blowing one like i don't think that they did it super duper well it's no scream team i'll just i'll just say it outright yeah but it's it's gonna be hard to get any like scream team or the color of friendship no but i think what was the one that we just ranked pretty high oh right on track right on track i was an 8.5 it's not about winning it's about being the best person you can and you had that as a nine Wow. Cadet Kelly, I had it in 9.25, too. So I had a couple high-ranking ones in a row. Oh, and, yeah, Color of Friendship was two before that. Here's the thing, though. I think that this is better than the right-on-track moral, though. Because I feel like, it. yeah, it is... It, it It's about more of the cast. 
we do see Josh's real journey. We do see we see the journey of the 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 other biker gang kids who are like, dude, no, we gotta go do this. Uh, Thomas has his 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 growth. The dad has his minor amount of growth. <laughs> right. <sighs> Trying to decide between a nine and a nine two five. I think I'm gonna go with a nine for now because yeah. I, I I I don't think this is too too much different than the cadet kelly one but i think there's just with cadet kelly i feel like because the story is just a tiny bit stronger that does help it a little bit yeah but i don't i really don't think it's that different i have right on track at a nine and the color of friendship at a nine five so i don't have a lot of room and then cadet kelly right in the middle at a nine two five I feel like if, if you can just, if one of those three that you think that it aligns yeah. with the most. I think I want to stay on on track with, right on track, and just do a nine for this one, too. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I said, it, it, with right on track, it's really not, my only difference between this one and right on track is that right on track, it really just, it's really about it, the lead as girl. As I said, it doesn't affect as many people. No, it affects the two sisters and maybe the dad. But that's kind of it. Yeah. I think it balances out for me for, like, right on track doesn't affect as many people, but I feel like they did it a little, a little better. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that for sure. Yeah. Cool. I'm stick with a nine. Yeah, I think that's solid. I think that this moral was better than this the, the, this movie's test of time, but I, I don't think that the test of time for this movie was really that bad either. The green screen was pretty egregious. It was pretty bad. Yeah, that's going to knock it's gonna knock point. it down. <laughs> Probably a full point. Off oh, of it, it knocks down at least two points for me. the The script wasn't great dialogue wise. Um, it was written by a woman. Do like that though. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I have anything at like a seven because I feel like that's like where I'm. I have starstruck at like a seven. What else do I have at like a seven? I have don't look under the bed at a six five. Invisible Sister to 6-5. I was thinking Invisible Sister. I'm like, I, I remember there being some effects in Invisible Sister that I didn't like so much, but overall it was yeah, not the, bad. Yeah, the acting is better than in, than in Invisible Sister. I'm going to, I think I'm going to do a seven two five because where's my Invisible Sister one? I Your Invisible oh, no, Sister is a 6-5. Six, six, five. Five. You're right. Ah, uh, never mind. I thought it was a 7-5. <laughs> um, so maybe I'll do... I have the Scream Team at a 6.75, but the Scream Team seems more dated to me. So like, Because, like, this one, it really... It's from 2005. But it kind of didn't feel super 2005. It felt 2000s-y. But I would think... I was thinking... Like, thinking back on it, I'm like, you know, this feels a little more, like, late 2000s. Mm-hmm. So I think it did a pretty good job. Not perfect, obviously, but... I have Starstruck as a seven, and so I'm trying to decide between a seven, but it is better than it. It, it, it holds up better than the Scream Team because the fire effects in the Scream Team are worse than the green oh, screen. Right. The fire. <laughs> I'm gonna what do, I have do Scream Team at where? Why can't seven. I find? Oh, there it is. Seven. I'm gonna do a seven for this. I think I'm okay with putting this at Star and Starstruck at the same level because yeah, Starstruck didn't have the effects, but it had the clothing, the hair, the songs. So it's like it it definitely felt more of its era. Well, this yeah. one didn't. So I think a seven. I I'm I'm okay with a seven. 
I'm trying to find if I have any 725s. I don't think I have any. I don't have any, uh, so. No, I don't. I'll do a 725. I think that sounds good. I also think this one does have the bonus of this story is kind of timeless. It's, you know, don't be racist and respect nature and respect each other. Respect is timeless. Think of how how good it could have been without that awful green screen. It could have been an 825 in my eyes. It could have been. It could have been. I mean, the thing is, if it didn't have the terrible green screen, if its dialogue was a little better, if the acting was a smidge better, it would have, it would have been, it would have been really good because being a very calm movie is not a bad thing. Because like, I, as I was mentioning, I said this at the beginning, but it's like, this is the kind of movie, I'm just going to move into the, the, the overall rankings because I can, and because it's kind of playing into it, but this is kind of the movie that I was looking for. I have been looking for either a super F, like Minutemen, mm-hmm. which I was really hoping this movie would not be, because I did know that it was about Native Americans, and I was like, oh, please no don't be I had no idea it was, but yeah, after I learned that, I'm like, I hope it's not really bad. Yeah. But I also was like, I just want, like, a solid B movie. I was like, I just oh want my a gosh. solid B. I was thinking exactly a B. And this is a this solid movie. B. I mean, this is yeah. a solid B movie. It's not amazing, but it's it's pretty good. Like, it's yeah. for a DCOM. I mean, we always have to, t- have to take into effect that this is everything that we're, we're ranking on is a DCOM scale. So, like, yeah, this isn't going to hold up against, like, you know, <laughs> other, like, the Lizzie McGuire movie, which was released into theaters. Like this right. is this is specifically for TCOMs that were released on Disney Channel. Like, I mean, if I could ask anything of this movie is that I wish it had a little bit, like I said, a little tighter of a script, a little bit better acting, maybe a little bit better directing. But it's not. It, it's really. It's an. It's a really chill watch. It watch. It was paced very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it maybe. Was. Maybe the fact that I was super tired helped, but, like, I was never like, oh, God, how much more of this movie do we have? I think maybe in the beginning I felt that a little bit, but once the movie kind of picked up after maybe 20 minutes, I was like, I, I it was it was paced pretty well. Yeah. It had, yeah. It had a nice... I, I was never well. wondering how long we had left. Yeah. And like I said before, it's really nice in the world where decoms are usually really overdramatic and there's a yes. lot going on, lots of drama. It's really nice to just have a chill movie. Yeah. And I think the only bees I have besides this are Xenon the Zequel and Cowbells. So I just I'm have, really happy to have another bee. I just have Halloween Town and um, Cowbells. And so we have our new, we have our new um, <laughs> rankings calculations that Sarah and I Fi- kind of finally so we realized, kind of figured it out. I re- well, Sarah realized and I confirmed that I cut <laughs> our rankings. Uh, ordering like a numbers or the like the the range yeah. range thank you from the actual episode i have it on my my computer like in my 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 raw file but so she listened to the episode and she was like i couldn't find it and i'm like but it's in there i swear and it's like no i cut it because it was such a long episode and i was like i need to cut something but what yeah. I had so there remembered... were sometimes when yeah we would talk about a movie later in the wrap up and we'd say what was the scale it was this to this so I made note of that and then based off of that I went back to our rankings and used the numbers we had to kind of make a scale but it was so off we had an A minus from a eighty to a what ninety three that's such yeah. a big range I think that was a typo but I think it was a mess up yeah that was my mess up because I had one at an eighty and one at a ninety four at an A minus yeah whoopsie. 
So one thing that I had remembered is that this, the ranges were about seven points, except for the A pluses and the Ds. So, and like the whole D range. And then obviously so, Fs are just... Yeah, and Fs are zeros. Minus 100. Or mi- yeah, minus 100 or whatever. So the range that we have now, and I'm going to add this to the ranking sheet and I'll repeat it again in the future, in future episodes and obviously at the, at the season two wrap up, but A pluses are 99s and 100s because yeah, some A pluses might be slightly better than the other ones. We haven't had an A plus yet, but in the case that we start to bump any of our A's up. An A Or if is, we find an A+. Plus. Yeah, or if we find we an A+. Plus. An A is 91 to 98, so it's about 7 points. An A- minus is 83 to 90. A B plus is 75 to 82. A B is 67 to 74. A B- minus is 59 to 66. A C plus is 51 to 58. A C is 43 to 50. A C- minus is 35 to 42. A D plus is 25 to 34. A D is 15 to 24. A D minus is 5 to 14. And a D minus minus is 0 to 4. Um, so, like, a 0 D minus minus is, like, this is so bad. It's not funny. Like, ew. So, I think maybe... I don't think... I don't think we gave Halloween Town High a 0. No, we gave it a 3. Because it was, like, it had some... Some decent moments. acting. Yeah. Yeah. But... We'll go in and, like, futz with it a little bit to make sure that it all matches up. But that way it's, like, it's about seven points until we get to the Ds where it's, like, those have a bigger range. Because, unfortunately, there are a lot of Ds. Yeah. (laughs) And they just need a little bit of a bigger range. And also it just makes sense that, like, the lowest range just gets a little bit more. Yeah. That way when we do our, when we're completely done watching all the DCOMs, we don't have what a 10 point range for all yeah. the B movies because that would be overwhelming well and also i mean i would love to have 10 point ranges for like everything but obviously that's you know we would have to go over 100 and it's we're basically trying to think about this as like a percentage of like how percent good is this movie oh it's 94 mm-hmm. percent good okay cool oh it's 50 percent good it's 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 eh. it's negative 100 percent good <laughs> yeah basically that's basically what super f's are and if you times a negative by a negative you get a positive so hey so, yeah. So, I have, for my B-movies, I have Cowbells at a 67 and Halloween Town at a 68, which um, puts Cowbells right at the, right now, right at the bottom of the Bs, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is actually what I meant to do initially, but I'm just going to stick with it, and if I change it in the season two wrap-up, I change it. We're now giving yeah. ourselves the ability to change the overall rankings in the season two wrap-up, but or, like, going forward. But we're able to do whatever we want. We're the hosts of this dang show. Yeah, we can do it. I have Xenon, the sequel, at the lowest for a B at a 67, and I have Cowbells at a 70. But I think based yeah. on the test of time and moral that I just ranked for this one, yeah. I think I need to go higher at Maybe a 72 for Buffalo Dreams? I need to give it higher than Halloween Town for myself because I didn't obviously give Halloween Town a terribly high ranking. And then I need to give it higher than Cowbells. So I'm thinking right now I'll just do a 70. I'll for I'll I'll forego the forbidden number. It's a 69. I'm not gonna do it. I'm an adult. Yeah. So I think a 70. Say with a moral it. Because I gave this one a 925 and yeah, 
I was thinking maybe even higher, but I'm going to stick with a 72 for now. I think a 72 is fine. Later. I think a 72 is fine. I mean, the top of the range is only 74, so. True. And like, it's, like we said, I mean, this movie was just really calm. It was just a nice, like, little relaxing watch that made you think a little bit. But it didn't, it didn't cause, you know, it didn't cause you to really think about your life and the history of the country like The Color of Friendship did. But it's right. still, it's still... Oh gosh, imagine watching that one when you were super tired. I would have cried. I would have, like, cried during The Color of Friendship and going, why is our country still like this? And it would have been really un- unbearable to watch me watch that movie. Yeah. But this one, I mean, it's still, it still raised awareness about how racist this stupid country is. But it, another thing that it really did well, and I want to I wanna just say this, is that it really made New Mexico, not that it isn't gorgeous, but it really embraced how gorgeous the plains mm-hmm. there are. Yeah, they are. had a lot of good shots it was gorgeous. of the nature, mm-hmm. which I, I'm guessing it was shot on location somewhere in I haven't actually New checked. Mexico, you think? Or maybe they just went and shot it. Maybe they went and shot a few shots in New Mexico and filmed somewhere else. I would say that I would guess that they at least shot in Arizona I was telling this to Sarah, but when, when Ethan and I, we, when we drove from Illinois to L.A., we took the southern route, which goes through, like, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, like, the tiny bit of Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California, because it was in the middle of March and Colorado was having a blizzard. We'd already been warned by my sister that driving in Colorado can get really scary and that her cats had had really bad reactions to the pressure. Yeah, so not only like, Colorado, but Utah, when you get Utah, into Utah yeah. before Moab, it's it's kind of scary. Yeah, and the the only... Oh, they shot in Utah. So that also makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. The only reason that we were really planning on going through Colorado, there's two actually, is that one, it's like an hour shorter, and two, I had family who lived in Colorado at the time, but they were also moving. So I was like, oh, okay, so I guess not... So we just decided, you know what, if there's a, and they had warned us about the blizzard and it's like, you know, if there's a huge blizzard, let's just take the Southern route. It's an hour. It'll really save our, our mental well-being. Right. Let's just do and it. And especially over how many hours total is that trip is an hour difference really that 30? much. Yeah. Say so the only, the only reason I would probably, if I ever drive out to visit you, which I don't know if I would, if I would just fly. But the only reason I would not take the Southern route is because I have friends still in Nebraska and in yeah. Colorado that I'd probably want to stop and see. Yeah. The other reason to maybe take the Southern route is that you can take the, you can take historic Route 66. So if that's, you want to do like oh, a yeah, road that's trip. That's a good point. But then yeah. there's so many national parks in Utah that are really pretty to see, too. I mean, you could like, Maybe I would just around. go back. Yeah, maybe I'd go the Southern route there and come back the other way. That's true. So Ethan and I took the southern route, and we we stopped and like right when we got into New Mexico and slept there overnight, and then we drove the rest of the way in the next day when it was light out and got to see all of New Mexico and Arizona. And having not grown up there and grown up in the plains, which I still think the plains are beautiful, but obviously you can get bored of them really quick because they look all the same. Which kind of is how we felt when we were in Oklahoma. Um, but Oklahoma has a little bit... It's not quite as flat as, like, Iowa and Ohio and, Ohio and Indiana. <laughs> Nebraska. Like, Wisconsin has some really nice, like, mountains to it. Illinois and everything in the middle does not. Right. Lots of lakes, some bluffs. Yeah. But there were so many... There were so many just beautiful, just, like, spanses of desert but not really desert in in new mexico and arizona that were like those beautiful like purples and reds 
Mm-hmm. And there were those, and there were mountains and cliffs and some things had snow. And there was this beautiful part in Arizona that we like almost, it was like driving through a national park where it was very green. And it was like on, it was kind of a national park, but it wasn't super mountainous where it was like we were warping everywhere. We, it was going kind of like up and down, but it was gorgeous. Like, I'm so glad that we were, that it was light out when we were driving through New Mexico and Arizona. Cause it was, it was, it was really beautiful. And I'm, I'm very yeah. grateful that we, that we drove that route. We also were able to shave off an hour of time because there was no LA traffic because we moved here right as things were closing down. Um, because we had already had everything planned before everything closed down because we were moving like a pod. And so we couldn't cancel anything. It was like on its way. So it's like, we have to go. So it was, it was a time. I was going to say it's ideal for traffic, but probably not ideal once you get to a new city to be locked down for, for traveling it was very scary ever. especially because we had to, we had to stay in a hotel so like we had to we had to stay in a hotel we had to make sure the hotel was pet friendly and we'd be very careful you know to not like interact with anyone obviously we had to get um you know we had to do like fast food and we really tried not to do too much fast food because we really didn't want to interact with anyone and <laughs> we we went to a burger king and this girl took her order, and then we get to the front window, and the, dude, and the dude's like, yeah, so here's your food. That girl had to go home because she wasn't feeling well, and nobody knew anything oh. about COVID at that time, oh, so no. nobody knew what was going on, and so we had to throw our food away because we were like, uh, w- what? And we were so, we did, like, and nobody knew how to react at that point, so we were, and we we're so Midwest nice that we were like, okay, it's fine. And so we yeah, were just we'll like take panicking. This food and we were panicking. Um, so it was, it was rough. So it was a pretty hungry trip. We were mostly eating a lot of like trail mix and snacks and stuff and like Lara bars, which are gross. Yeah. That's sad because food is such a big part of road trips for me. Yeah. And like, so we I feel like having a road at, trip like, diners. And... Like I would love, yeah. what I love to do is like find diners and go and like stop at a diner. Cause I love, I yes. love diners. I love diner food. So it mm. was a big bummer that we like couldn't do that. I mean, we wouldn't have really been able to do that anyway with my cat in the car. But, True. Um, oh, I miss traveling and road trips. It's hard. It's 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 hard. Anyway, enough of a bummer. Um, what else do you have to talk about with this movie? Um, I really liked that they incorporated sign language into this movie. Yes. And we were talking, I couldn't figure out I don't know enough ASL to know if that was actual ASL or some, if some at sort least of... some of it was. Because some things I recognized yeah. and some things I looked up. I don't think that she was a a deaf actress or anything because i mean she did sing at the end and i couldn't find anything yeah and also well, she was her character wasn't deaf. deaf yeah she was only exactly. supposed to be mute so that was really it was still really nice to see there's still nowhere near enough representation of sign language and also as i've i've mentioned right. this before i don't know if i mentioned it on the podcast but sarah and i talked about it we were watching it it's like i think that minimum basic asl should be required in schools i would love that our school was definitely not progressive no. enough, and apparently they offered it, according to Kira. They had as... a remote a remote learning where you could, like, learn from a TV until yeah, I, I didn't even there. know about it. Yeah. But I but feel you... like sign language is one that would probably be hard. I, I really want to try watching YouTube videos to try to figure it out, but I feel like it would be really hard. The difficult thing about sign language is that it has its own grammar, 
where like there aren't particles and like all sorts of things. Cause I did, I did learn sign language for a little bit when I was, when I just got out of college. I love it. I think it's, it's, it's just such a, it's such a cool language. And just the fact that sign language across the world, it, everything has its own, its own built uh, sign language and there's dialects in sign language. It's amazing. Yes. I love going to concerts and seeing that there's someone signing the songs. Like, oh, interpreters are off- so cool. Oh, it's amazing. And then they're dancing so that yeah. you can like, tell what the the rhythm is and the beat of the song is it's so good you could probably find um madison college usually does uh, they do adult learning I actually ASL. i was looking into it before covid started and i just yeah obviously they with everything online? going on haven't i don't know if they if they're doing it online i would assume that maybe by this point they've moved stuff online i, f- I do get catalogs from them with their courses every season their courses so are next good. time i get one i'll probably look at it their their continuing courses are good i mean good i i i was too advanced for the japanese class that i took but even just the ability to go to a japanese class get some brush ups you know really focus on the stuff i didn't know just just talk to my teacher was very 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 good for me at that point in time yeah. My thing is I hate being tested on things. I get so anxious. They don't like, t- when I graduated I college, I was like, I'm so happy to never ever be tested. Well, obviously oh. you get tested on random things throughout your life, but I didn't have they taking didn't have any exams tests. freaks me out. Or they didn't have any like, tests in, in my in my really? in my class. No. It was all Ugh. just like it was homework, but it wasn't tests. If I could have a class I get that people practice more they learn more maybe under the pressure of having a test but i just get more anxious i would much rather just l- learn yeah to learn i think the other thing about continuing continuing learning for adults in in the you community don't have years is there's there's no reason for them to test you and also the, the teachers right. don't want to make the tests yeah that's a good point so i think i don't because i even thought about i'm like if i were to be tested I'm, it's not like I need a grade for this. It's not like I'm trying to no, get it to graduate I think, college. I think that's that. That's the other thing is that it, it, it just makes it just doesn't make any sense. So I would yeah. I would be surprised if they did tests in the continuing courses program yeah. there. So, but I I, I if they if they don't it. I would. <laughs> this sounds bad, but I'd be so much more open to taking it if I weren't if I'm not going to be tested. I mean, you could also reach out to them and be like, "Hi, I'm really not comfortable with any sort of tests or exams." I'm just doing this for my own enlightenment. Is is you know, is this something that you you do in your class? I'm 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 very interested in the, in the course. You know, yeah. Looking forward to hearing from you. Because <laughs> remember back in Spanish class in high school, when you'd have to take like the speaking part of the test and oh, the oral yeah. part of the test, and I'd freak out. I'm like I can't do it under pressure. Well, I... also speaking is one of the hardest aspects of a language because that's where you have there's. There's one thing that a teacher that I used to work with in my the school that I taught in Jap- in Japan, and he was always like, the difference between uh, recall and recognition, and you know recognition is the start, and then recall is when you really when you really know it. So it's like specifically when you're learning how to write a letter, you can recognize the letter E, but you can't write it, so you can't speak something if you can't recall the word. So it's mm-hmm. like. So it's it's think about it. I think that measuring writing and speaking are should be measured at like the same level, which is the recall level. And then measuring reading and listening should be measured at the same level of recognition. And someone 
someone could be way better at reading than they could at listening, i.e. me and you, probably. Yes. And then someone could be way better at speaking than they are at writing, um, which is not necessarily as tied to oral learning. That, like, I'm I'm far better at speaking than I am at, at, at listening. And it's just, it's just because that's, that's where my recall and my recognition lies. My recognition lies in my reading and my recall lies in both speaking and writing. So yeah. it's just, it's just interesting. It's so complex and everyone is so different. Yeah. But anyway, it was really cool to see sign language in this movie. <laughs> yes. I, like I said earlier was very tired uh i only have i have two lines and just a weird thing that was out of place the weird thing that was out of place was that out of nowhere i think during the vision quest the grandfather started narrating but then later on scout was narrating or something yeah yeah that was weird there were just these weird narrations but they didn't have any narrations at the beginning did they no so so these narrations the narrations were weird and then Josh fell down, and I think it was Thomas or Moon. One of them just really blankly just went, ow, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> just, like, with no, like, ooh, that's gotta hurt. It was just like, ow, ow. that's gotta hurt. It was probably Moon. <laughs> probably. He seems like the type who would have no emotion when <laughs> saying lines. I had a couple things about the biking scenes. First oh, yeah. of all, they had this dramatic music in the background when it was not dramatic at all. No. Like, the pedaling so wouldn't slow. be that fast, and it was just slowly going by on the screen. You're like, why is the music so intense? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like their gears were... Did we decide if the gears are high or low? I can't remember. You're pedaling really fast, but you don't have to be. Like, your gears should be lower. I'm trying to think about it like a car. And I think it's too high if you're going... If it's too easy. If anyone knows more about bike, it's been such a long time since I because like I'm even I drive rode a, my bike. I drive a manual car. I drive a stick shift car, and when you are on too Here's low cool. of a gear, it like goes, it just like clunks and goes really slow, and it feels like you're like pressing the gas and nothing's happening. But then when you're in too high of a gear, it like it it goes, but like it it does kind of feel like you're pedaling. And it's right. just kind of moving. That would make sense. And it's, it's really loud and screams at you. But... So that's probably what it was. So that's yeah, what so I'm they assuming. were pedaling. They were pedaling so fast, but they weren't going anywhere. So, so it just weird. made it seem like such an awkward scene. And they made all these weird grunting sounds and they really emphasized them in the audio. Yeah. So oh, whoever the doing, so whoever was doing the audio mixing for this really wanted to pull that out of there. Yeah, it was weird. The only other thing that I have is when Josh was sick and. Uh, the Thomas's grandfather brought, um, no, it was the mom had brought, had like prepared the stuff that jo- uh, Thomas's grandfather had brought. The dad just goes, smells like photosynthesis. Or maybe it wasn't that, but it was like sometime he like went into Josh's room and it was like, smells like photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. It's like, what does that even, what does that, what does photosynthesis, what does photosynthesis smell, smell like? like? Oh no, I remember what it was. It was when Josh was making his like, uh, better biking drink in the kitchen uh yeah that's he's like it. grinding up uh vegetables and plants and stuff it smells like photosynthesis it's like and the dude's supposed to be a scientist too and it's like really you couldn't say yeah. it smells like chlorophyll anyway that's, that's all i had speaking of the dad he said something along the lines of i don't understand you people and i can't remember oh, exactly yeah, what did. the line is but i remember thinking like oh, oh bad dad moment was a bad he was a bad dad someone also said 
something with a line and then said like something a Navajo. Oh, and yeah. You touched on it was this, the mom. The it singular. Was the mom. The mom plays Carol in Friends. She, she just goes, "Oh, I met. I met the Navajo at the at the grocery store. Told me this, and it's like, don't use that as a noun. It's not. Right. Like you don't say like, the oh, the Navajo. It's not like you're the white. Say, like, yeah, the white, the black, the Mexican. It's like you would say the Navajo woman. Yeah. Or maybe just the woman. Just use their name if you know it. <laughs> or yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Janine told me. Or just the woman at the store. Yeah. I... But yeah. they're an anomaly, Sarah. All right. That's, anyway. all, I, that's all I have yeah. written down. Um, again, my decom mission for the week, don't be racist. That's a good one. Uh, um, also, uh, adopt a cat if no, you can. I no, I <laughs> <laughs> Since we spent twenty minutes, adopt a cat that. or adopt a plant because respect hey, nature. Everything on this earth go. is important. Yeah, learn sign language. Yeah. Watch some videos learn and some, learn some basic if sign you don't, language. Yeah, if you don't already know it, learn the sign the sign language alphabet for whatever your native yeah. language is, or learn your name. Yeah, I know my name. I at least know that. A R A H. There we go. I did it. I always forget. If you're, yeah, just listening, we're sitting here trying to spell our names in sign language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my thing is I'm actually better at signing with my left hand. I'm right-handed, but I I have better grip strength with my left hand. I have better uh, um, dexterity with my left hand, mobility. My right hand feels like it's made of iron, and my left hand feels like it's made of, like, Do you ribbons? think it's because of all the drawing? It's wearing no, down your No, 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 no. It's been like this since before I started drawing again. Like, whenever... I'm really good at opening, like, pickle jars, and I cannot do it with my right hand. I cannot do it. Like, I... It it feels really weird and really wrong, but if I can get the grip with my left hand, I'm good. That's I'm good. so weird. I feel like I don't do anything with... Actually, that's a lie. You know, when I do my mascara, I switch to my left hand and I do mascara on my left eye with my left hand. So there's some things I do with oh, my left hand. Oh, I need hand. to try doing that. I haven't even tried doing that. My yeah. problem is that I, my left I eye is I never understood so how bad. people can... Yeah, I never understood how people can reach over. So I always just did it with my left hand. I need to start doing that. It might actually help with my vision problems. Because, like, my left eye go. is so much weaker than my right eye. Anyway. Anyway. Next week, as I mentioned earlier, it starts the high school musical duo because the third movie was released in theaters. So it's better than all of us. (laughs) So see you in the next one, y'all. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.